Oh, we're going. Hey, what's up, everybody? I want to first be uh, to apologize. I know it has been probably about two weeks since I've put any uh, podcast content out. Um, it's just been super hectic, busy here, plus with the weather uh, here in the Midwest currently going right now. So if you're listening to this right now, it's February 16th. Um, if you're listening to this sometime in the future, today's podcast is still on February 16th, but here uh, the weather has been super crazy nuts with big snowstorms. So I've been extremely busy uh, the last few days. Um, anyway, today the topic I wanted to um, talk about uh, in lieu of the last one where we talked about proteins was talking about carbs. <clears throat> Sorry. And how carbs are friends and not the enemy. Thought I was going to say the Nemo line, huh? Carbs are food. Carbs can be found in food. Um, main sources, so like, what I want to know is is why, and I, I'd like to know when carbs got such a bad rap. You know, the, we live in a day and age where people are so afraid of of eating carbs or, or um, you know, doing something else, and they think, oh, well, I'm going to eat carbs, I'm going to get fat. And it's not true at all. And where people think, oh, I got to do keto to, to lose all this weight. It's like, no, what you're probably, you know, what's probably happening is you're eating junk or you're eating too much or you're not eating enough and your body's storing, you know, for survival or, um, yeah, and the, or the quality of the carb, like I said, it, part of it's junk, part of it could be junk. Like you're going fast food or part of it's just like, you're just eating the wrong things. You're not eating the right carbs that your body needs to process. So, I mean, real quick, what are, what are some basic carbohydrate, which is a macronutrient when, you know, so we talked about proteins last week, how proteins were a macronutrient and send essential in lean muscle development and some other functions. Carbs are another macronutrient that your body can use and store for energy. Too much, like anything else, anything in excess is bad, but too much and you can start storing in your fat stores. But like we'll get to in the next episode, eating a lipid or eating a fat macronutrient does not make you fat. If anything, the one thing I'll say is the ketogenic diet or plan however you want to say it, proves that relying on uh, lipids or fats as your primary fuel source is actually, it works to a degree. It's not sustainable long-term unless you have certain conditions and it shouldn't be looked at that way because <clears throat> we can run into some health complications later on. Again, I'm not a doctor. We'll go into the, the main wave tops next episode. But carbs, what are the main foods that are carbs, that are carbohydrates, very basic carb sources. One is fruits. Really any fruit is a carb and a sugar, which is great for say post-workout or, you know, yeah, I mean, pretty much post-workout. Um, you know, some people want to, you know, slam the gummy bears, the pixie sticks or say a tootsie roll. And again, it's all about the same. It's just about what are the other benefits you're trying to achieve? Are you trying to replenish or are you trying to replenish plus some. So I like fruit as an example, because depending on what you go with, whether it's a berry or a pear or an apple. Um, and when I say bear, I mean like literally any berries. Um, apples and pears are some of the most high fibrous of 
fruits. So you're getting your carbs, you're getting your clean sugars, and you're getting a lot of fiber, which is fantastic for digestion. So that's another key point of, of why it's good to not exile carbs out of your diet or out of what you eat day to day, because they, uh, a lot of these main sources are very good for digestion, making sure the body can process and very good for storing us energy and not fat. So fruits, whole grains, like <clears throat> legitimate whole grains, not just whole wheat, but something that is literally a whole grain. This can be brown rice. It can be brown or whole, whole grain uh, noodles. So it can be pasta, but not white pasta. I mean, and rice, white rice is kind of the go-to and there's different back and forth on it. But again, rice in general is a good carb source. Um, lejeunes or beans, beans are a good carb source. They're also a partial protein and rice is a partial protein. So beans and rice kind of make a complete protein source. They, they marry together. Um, don't eat too much of it though, but beans are good for your heart, right? Veggies and some of those within the veggie community, starches are going to be heavier. So watching out for the potatoes or the corn in general. I'm not a big fan of corn personally. I'd rather if I'm going to go with veggies, I'm probably just going to go potatoes or broccoli or anything else. I mean, celery is pretty much like a negative calorie because there's nothing to it. It's just water and fiber. Um, something else, just as we look at carb sources, um, and again, there's there's other there's others out there that are complementary carbs. You know, like uh, Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt is a carb and a high protein, um, especially if you get like the Ocos or uh, Danon makes a decent one without getting up into like the Gucci brands. Um, they're very, very clean sources. Um, or what was, what was I just munching on here? You know, nuts, nuts are another one. Higher in fat, sure, but they still have carbs in them and they also have some protein. So nuts are a great little power snack. Anyway. The biggest reason I bring this up is to really push away from processed food, pushing away from junk, making sure that if you are going to eat carbs to make sure that they're serving the purpose of giving you energy, helping your body digest. And the reason we do that is we have to really watch out for the glycemic index of carbs. Well, Marcel, what's the glycemic index? Well, it's kind of that thing that um, measures the value of the foods that will either increase or decrease your blood sugar levels. Now, this is especially key for those people that have diabetes. Um, and there are, of course, you know, diabetes isn't, you know, this is something that you can develop if you're not eating properly or if you're not exercising in a moderate way to take care of yourself. Like we've got, we've got one body. Last I checked, like I can't, I can't be cloned. I can't get copied over. Um, you know, reincarnation is a whole nother line of thought for some other people. But in, in that case, it's, it's a different body, right? So we've got one body. Let's take care of it. Let's be healthy. Let's make right choices. So glycemic indexes, you know, the goal is to in, ingest foods that produce a steady insulin spike, a steady need for that when we ingest. And I'm going to get to this as we go through the kind of the process from ingestion to elimination is the biggest struggles that even healthy people have or relatively healthy people that 
if we're eating incorrectly or we're eating way too much of the wrong things, well, when our body goes to digest, say, let's just say carbs, we're, we're gonna stick on this, carbs, because when we break down a carb, it breaks down to glucose and sugar, right? And that happens, and the way that's transported through the body is by the pancreas secreting the hormone of insulin, right? So it's okay if we have these like steady kind of um, helps along the way with the insulin, you know, just to keep the insulin like very steady. What we don't want is we don't want these big spikes and we don't want these big pitfalls because that's the moment where, you know, <coughs> our body is, is just going to be in such a, a quick flux and that we, we need everything to be quickly digested and then stored or eliminated. Um, so that's going to be something I'm definitely going to continue looking into because even for myself, this has been kind of a nice little um, eye-opener to better understand, you know, even for the healthier side of people that don't have to worry about, you know, diabetes and, and really understanding, like, if we want to be properly producing and storing proper energy and not storing the wrong things, well, then we need to look at, well, if I eat this, what's the, what's the cause and effect? And that should be the biggest thing is like the body, like we've said so many times, the body is so adaptable. It, it can, it can do so many wondrous things. If we make it do it, it's not going to do it on its own. We have to initiate something through, through choices. So from start to finish ingestion, digestion, absorption, and elimination, right? So ingestion, it's either going to happen mechanically, like we eat it and then chemically as, you know, as things just kind of move along digestion into the carbs, there's going to be, of course, the glucose, the fructose, um, and then the galactose, or I can't read my chicken, chicken scratch, which will, you know, go into the bloodstream. Um, and it breaks down, like I said before, into glucose and sugars. And as we break down those sugars, the pancreas will release that hormone of insulin. And the insulin is needed to move it to the blood and into the cells for energy or that ATP. Boom. Okay. So thinking that we don't need carbs is rough. Okay because the carbs can be stored as an energy to utilize later on. If anyone is an athlete or anyone works manual labor, look, I'm going to tell you right now, because I've, I've been there, done it. And you know, even in the military, like carbs are your friends. Don't be an idiot with them. Don't, don't, don't just go carb load every single day of your life. Eat what you need to eat for the activity at hand or the activity that you're preparing for or what you're training for. But anyone that's had an MRE that you legitimately look at the macros, they're super high in carbs, pretty moderate fats, some are higher, and the protein is almost like non-existent. Like they're getting better with some of the first strike MREs, but at the same time, it's it's still nowhere sh where it should be. Here's the thing though. Meals like that are not designed around making you big and strong. They're literally designed just to give you the energy you need to stay in the fight and keep going. So honestly, that's just there to kind of put that into context. So once we digest it and it's being absorbed into the bloodstream, we need to understand that when we eat carbs, depending on how long that specific carb source is going to take to be digested or how long that sugar, that clean sugar source, say like a fruit, is going to be in the system is how long it can be utilized for. 
So this could take anywhere between three hours to maybe six hours post eating something. So this is the other thing, like we need like very too often, like especially in the Western diet, we eat way too fast and we eat way too much. Everything you heard growing up about, hey, eat a meal, drink some water with it, wait 20 minutes and your body will tell you it's full, it's true, okay? Don't just think, oh, I'm still hungry, I'm still hungry and I'm just gonna sit down and plow through more food. You're gonna overeat. Your, your pancreas is gonna you know, spike the insulin through the roof to try to catch up and it's gonna send you in a tailwind. Why do you think there's a food coma? Well, there's a reason because the body's like, yo, I gotta catch up on what you just did to me, right? So don't treat every day or every week like it's the holiday season um, because when we eat, it's stored there anywhere from three to six hours. This kind of like, and that's kind of like plan your meals with work or plan your meals around your workouts or plan your meals around just your day, your daily activity. This is not hard to do. It just takes work. So how many of us, and I'll call myself out, are just lazy, are just not going to pony up and do the work? You have to plan out if you want to succeed or have someone there to help you plan out to help you succeed. And the last bit of it is you have to do it. That's cool if you sit down and you, you do all this prep work and you plan it all out and you prep everything and then you just never use it. One, you just wasted your time, your energy, and probably your food. It's probably just sitting in there in your fridge going bad. Um, but the key is doing the work and being consistent at it. Excellency is determined by consistency, right? How good we're going to be at something is determined by how consistent we're going to apply ourselves in, say, this one area. While some human beings can multitask, the biggest thing we need to realize, like, and I, I heard a fantastic soundbite is, you know, the way, and I could say it's, it's partially true for myself, but the way the universe kind of works with each individual is if we directly apply ourselves into one area of focus, that will come true. The moment we consistently move towards a specific objective to obtain or to obtain, it will happen. The moment we start to derail ourselves is the moment that we kind of, we, we, we get distracted easier, we get spread thin, we get overworked is because we're trying to do way too much. And again, there's a lot of us out here that, you know, there's a lot of things we're trying to do that are all coming towards the same goal. So to tie this back into fitness is... With your fitness and your health, no matter what you do, I don't, I don't care if it's you're going to eat carbs, you're not going to eat carbs, you're going to go to keto, you're going to go carnivore. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't really care, but you need to be consistent at it and stop lying to yourself of, well, I know my body and this is what's, you know, well, sometimes the science says otherwise. Or sometimes, honestly, like your whole desire to be, you know, satisfied by that number on the scale doesn't really mean that you're sustaining you're sustaining a good healthy lifestyle like just because you see like two and a half pound drop in a day i'm gonna tell you right now it's not healthy it's probably just water weight but when we're eating for life sustaining and longevity we need to understand that this is a marathon this is not a sprint to the finish if you want to sprint to the finish you need to understand you're probably doing so much damage to yourself and you just think you're fine because a number is moving. And if you want to consider yourself a number by a number on a, on a, on a device, 
that's another that's some that's another talk you have to have with yourself like i look at a scale of where i sit at right now and i'm like mm, not where i'd like to be but here's the other thing i have energy my strength continues to increase i'm kind of leaning out which is good i've had to alter some things but it's good but the scale hasn't moved that's fine the body is a push and pull all day long you know and we just need to realize like how our body is going to process digest and eliminate things so that last step of elimination we need to realize especially with carbs the higher fibers the carb the greater we're going to reap the benefits of it being digested and eliminated so a great example of that are like oats or oatmeal it's a complex carb which is great which it's going to release you know it's energy within you know good for us for about an hour to two hours I love it in the morning. You know, when I, when I am eating breakfasts, when I'm not kind of in a fast cycle, um, oatmeal in the morning was always great. Uh, by, I want to say, you know, if I get up and I eat right around six ish, I'll usually like to work out around like eight and I feel great. It's seven 30 or eight, kind of depending on how heavy the other part of the meal was, but it's complex carb, super high in fiber and it's longer digesting. So it's, it's going to like, take its time and while it's digesting and doing it's like while the front end is being processed and stored the back end is still being worked on and you're like well it's in my system too long well here's the thing bub it doesn't just like i don't know where you where you saw in bio 101 where something drops into your stomach and then the stomach acid just like and it's gone like nah dude like the more and this is oh this is a great one this is great segue so going going back to something that's that's, you know, a, a bad source of a carb. So let's just say like junk food, fast food, overprocessed, you know, anything in the aisles and not on the outer rim of a, of a grocery, a grocery market, like super high in sugar, super high. In, you know, here's the thing, the more, the more complicated, I shouldn't say complex, but the more complicated the food or fuel source is that you have ingested, no matter what it is, the longer it's going to take your body to, to process it and break it down. And then when it gets broken down into its chemical level, what's it really being used for? Is it energy or is it just being stored as sugar and fat? That's how we get fat. We eat too much of the wrong thing or we eat too little of the wrong thing. You know, like um, multiple examples of this. People, and this is not another kind of like, this is just kind of thing on keto, like, People that go keto need to realize like, because you've taken carbs away, you've taken a very key fuel source away from your body and you've limited it, which is fine. You know, there's reasons for it. And we've gone so high in fats. The thing is, yes, keto and intermittent fasting work. I mean, they do. You're trying to read it, that state of ketogenesis. I understand it. Okay. Run it. Um, but the thing is like, whether, whether you're doing it intermittent fasted or not, when you hit that eating window or what you do in your day, you still need to eat quite a lot of fats to maintain proper energy, to maintain that proper fuel source. Yeah, I mean, if you're consistent at it, but the, the, um, the answer is not, oh, I can feel my blood sugar crashing or I can feel low energy. I'm going to go stop by whatever fast food joint and get their fatty McFat meal and just take, take the bread off or take, you know, whatever off and just, you know, eat the meat. 
like look in theory sure that's kind of how it works in reality you're not doing yourself any good all you've done is justify a a bad call not consistent not going to be sustainable like our cheat meals really fun on keto yeah i can plow through some a lot of boneless wings i mean not breaded not, not breaded but yeah i can plow through a bunch of bunch of wings awesome cool i feel great in the morning it's all fat and protein sweet but it's not what we should allow ourselves to do all the time so going back to the carb thing is um we did fiber uh we need to realize that like whole oats or just whole grains um they're going to help reduce the blood sugar and they're going to aid in that digestion and steel cut or rolled oats are literally the most nutritious and the filling i love steel cut oats um I just kind of got kicked onto them pretty recently. I usually just did rolled oats or, you know, whatnot and love it. Um, timing. You need to understand timing. Everything's a little different. Of course, when we eat, you know, cause, cause we're not just going to like just eat a carb source. We're going to, we're going to have a balanced meal, right? We're going to eat a little bit of protein, some carbs. Maybe we'll mix in a little fats there or something else. Um, unless we're trying to keep those pretty low, but we just need to realize like, that food's going to be ingested, it's going to sit, and it needs to be absorbed, okay? We need, we need to let the body process it, so don't eat too much. Drink a lot of water. The more water we drink, it, it's, it's like the oil for the machine, all right? Well, that and like a fish oil and some other things, so keep your heart and your joints healthy. Drink your water. I was telling somebody this on a job site today. I was like, look, man, if more people, and this wasn't just to him, but he and I have already talked about it. If more people, and this is like my basic of the basic for, for everybody, if more people would just drink more water, eat more protein, you know, I don't care if that's just protein powder, but like chicken, fish, you know, you know, ground turkey. If you would just eat more of that, drink more water. If you want to take a multivitamin, take some fish oil, either try to eat greens or take greens and cut out soda and junk, I guarantee you your body will love you in about a week's time to two weeks. Allow some adjustment there. But if people could just make those changes, get rid of the stuff I just mentioned, their body would be less inflamed, less bloated. You'd be holding probably less water weight, even though you're drinking more water. Because guess what? So much of our food nowadays has so much salt and sodium other junk that all it is is more, more water retainment. You, you cut that out and you start drinking more water, well, boom, all of a sudden, you're probably just going to naturally lean out and drop weight in two weeks, which is great. And that's the other thing, weight loss. What is proper weight loss? Proper clean weight loss is a pound to two pounds a week. Not a day, not two days, unless we're like, unless, well, here's the thing, unless you're competition, like really cutting. Look, you guys are on your own program. I hope you have a coach. If you do it on your own, just be smart about it. But a pound to two pounds of weight loss per week. You can do the same thing to gain. Probably some pretty clean gains, uh, kind of depending on how hard and how fast you're trying to go. Um, all in all, remember that we need to be balanced for whatever your goals are. Avoid spiking that insulin so that we can actually secrete that into the blood stream and use it for energy and not store it as fat. Everybody, I hope you like this. I hope it made sense. Um, I know I kind of bounce back and forth sometimes. 
I do my best to try to just put common sense knowledge out there. So some of you are probably listening to this. Well, well, how many carbs should I eat in a day? I don't know, dude. I don't know what your body wants. I don't know what, you, what your, your goals are. I'm, I'm roughly a 215 pound adult male. Uh, right now, um, I'm probably only eating about 180 to 200 grams of carbs a day. And I'm trying to average now about anywhere between, well, just, just because of the situation we're in right now, I'm just probably eating about 200 grams of protein. I'm not worried about like big muscle mass right now. Uh, I'm kind of in a transition with something else. And then I keep my fats like right now, I'm going to keep them sick at around 60 grams a day. Um, some people on here may be like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do it. Oh, look, dude, I, I've been doing some push and pull for a lot of years. And so right now I'm, I'm just kind of pulling back a little bit. We're going to see what happens. So my, you know, when, when I get someone that comes on as a client, so here, here's a good example. When I get someone that comes on a client or even a nutrition client, because, you know, somebody either wants training in nutrition or just nutrition. So based right out of the gate, if somebody is looking, I'm going to give two examples here. Um, if someone's looking to get stronger, add lean mass and say they weigh 180. Okay. They want to add lean mass that, you know, but they're, they're not trying to get super big. They're not trying to cut. I'm like, okay, well let's keep, you know, and if they, if they haven't tracked up to that point, we, we have to find a baseline. We have to find what works. So yeah, right out of the game, I'm probably like, well, let's put, let's put your protein at 200. Let's put your, your carbs at 180. And again, if you're adult male, I'm probably just going to throw your fats around 60 or 70 grams. Um, just to, and again, it's, it's literally just to see what your body does. Okay. If you're cutting, if you're trying to lose some, okay. And say they weigh 180, I'm probably going to say, Hey, let's put your proteins at 180 and let's put your, your car. Uh, shoot. I didn't have this plan. So I didn't do the math, um, on a piece of paper yet. Um, but let's put, let's put your protein at 180. Um, and, and that's if, that's if they're holding good muscle mass at that point. If they're not, eh, I may bump that a bit. Um, and then I may say like, hey, let's put your carbs at, you know, 160, 170. You know, let me see what your body does in a week or two. You know, and of course we do weekly check-ins. And then again, with your fats, I'm like, oh, let's just stay at like 60, you know, 50, 60 grams. Um, so again, seeing what happens. So that'll just be the baseline. Like, honestly, like if you're just looking to maintain, like if I was just looking to maintain right now, which I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of cutting back, trying to lean out a bit. My training has changed uh, just a tad. So again, I would, if I'm just looking to kind of like maintain and sit, it's going to be 200, 200, and about 60 or 70 grams. So what that what I just said was 200 grams of protein, 200, 200 grams of carbs, and uh, <clears throat> you know, 50, you know, 60 or 70 grams of, of fats. Now, if someone is super deconditioned. So away from myself, you know, I train every day, maybe some of that's uh, two days a week. Okay. If someone is very deconditioned, and as I heard someone else say, like the Homer Simpson body, okay, which, hey, I love donuts, don't get me wrong. Um, and say you weigh like 270, 280, right? Okay. Now, we got to realize that, you know, if we cut back, but we build muscle and say, then we become like 280 of solid muscle and great. Not only this case, okay. A lot of us are 280. A lot of people out there walking around 280, and it's and it's not a healthy 280. So what do we need to do? Well, we can, you know, some people would be like, 
well, you know, I need to be eating a pound of, or a gram of proteins per pound of body weight. I was like, oh, great. You, you want to start eating like a bodybuilder and eating 280 grams of protein or more a day? No, I don't think so. I don't want to either. Even when I was gaining, I didn't want to do that. Okay. What, what would, what, what's a realistic weight? What's, what's for, for their height. Uh, that's not a good example, but um, where, where should they be healthy range? So if someone was like 280, I'd be like, okay, dude, well, we need to be in a deficit. I don't want to crash you. And a person like this probably isn't eating enough of the right things anyway. So any change I make in a healthier direction is going to change them, but I still don't want them eating too much. So again, there's a two week play window where we're going to see what happens. So someone like that, I may be like, Hey man, like you got to find out their eating habits. You got to find out what, you know, what it is they're, they're eating or not eating for that matter. They're like, okay, well, we're going to have to buckle down. We've got to start tracking food. We've got to start tracking amounts or just helping them teach, helping teach somebody, um, serving sizes or portion por portion sizing, uh, was what, was what I was trying to say portion sizing. So with that, I probably tell somebody like, Hey man, you're 280, but like, honestly, like without getting you on a DEXA scanner, or like with an in body to like really see, I'm probably going to put your, your proteins probably anywhere between 225 and 240. I'm probably going to put your carbs probably about 220. And I'm going to put your fats at about 80 to 90. Okay. And you're going to have to track it. You have to consist again. Consistency is key to excellence. Um, and the last dude that I kind of worked with that was kind of around this, like, yeah, actually in two weeks, he, he, uh, in his first week, he lost, I want to say about eight, uh, no, not eight, it's two. In his first three and a half weeks, we lost roughly about eight pounds, um, which there was some push and pull there. And a lot of it was, uh, just proper water got rid of soda. And again, there was just a lot of habits that weren't good. Okay. There was soda, there was eating out. There was, um, with that, there was the fast food, uh, not eating enough of the right things. So e even with the levels I did, and again, I'll catch flack for it, but again, every week was a little push and pull on those numbers. Okay. How's your energy? How's your strength? Are you working out? Did you miss a day? Your cardio, is it there? Is your water, is it there? You know, it, it, it's a constant dialogue with people. Okay. And a lot of that, a lot of those numbers were like off the hip without looking at his file, but I hope this helps. I hope this made sense. Again, carbs are your friend. There's no reason to get rid of them unless you can't have them for obvious medical reasons. Um, and to go at it by yourself, to try to make changes to better your life can be hard because sometimes you can't tell yourself the hard truth and you need to find somebody that can help you. I don't care if that's me. I don't care if that's somebody else you know, but the biggest reason trainers still have a job is we bring a level of accountability. Um, we bring a level of knowledge that another person may not have. Like, shoot, I've, I've got a lot of clients in their own field that are way smarter than I am. They, they just, they know a lot more. I've got an older guy that I train. He knows a lot more about hormone replacement therapy or testosterone replacement therapy than I have ever even thought of looking into. And I learn things every day from him. Um, again, that'll be another topic I probably research, but there's a lot of other things out there. So all I'm doing to bring that example up is find a professional, find someone that 
will put you on the right path and will have a team in place to be able to help you achieve the goals in the right way. Um, Cause all too often, like, again, as we go at it by ourselves, sometimes we may end up just lying to ourselves being like, well, this is, this is, I know my body and this and that, or, you know, my, my body, my you know, all for it. I'm, I don't care what you do. All right. But when science and other professionals say otherwise, look, I don't know. And the only ones that go against all that are bodybuilders. Like everything the science says is one thing. Everything that they're able to achieve can be either coincide or completely different. And the results still happen. Okay. But again, especially in that realm, consistent discipline, like to the T. I applaud everyone in the elite um, fitness spectrums, no matter what your, what your sport or uh, discipline is. I applaud all of you. I think it's crazy. And for everyone else out there making changes and trying to be consistent and getting, you know, getting after it. Awesome. Proud of everyone. I hope everyone has a really good rest of your week and uh, let me know what else you'd like me to uh, talk about. Anyway, you guys take care.